0: This is channel 253.
1: In this episode of Crossing Division.
0: I'm with a group of people through
2: um, uh, Sherry Coleman, where we're bringing a mobile resource fair to Key Peninsula, to Buckley, Mm -hmm. to. but it's a lot of agencies working together to bring those services one day a quarter to folks that are out in those rural areas.
1: Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com.
0: Hi, this is Evelyn Lopez. This is the Crossing Division podcast, and today we're doing something a little bit different than we've ever done before. We were at the Downtown On The Go Friday Forum earlier, just a few minutes ago. Today's topic is aging in place, and that is uh, talking about the unique housing issues faced by people as they age, and also kind of talking about what Tacoma and Pierce County are doing or not doing to address these issues, because our population in Pierce County uh, has tended to be on the young side, apparently. That's something they mentioned at the forum But we are aging. Uh, By 2030, we will have more people in the county who are over age 60 than we have people who are under age 18. So the trend is older, and what does the older population need? I'll tell you, one of the things in the housing forum, and we've got that uh, recorded also for you to listen to, but it's kind of a depressing conversation because we haven't really done a lot of planning effectively to be ready to deal with the needs of our aging population, our population, I, who am aging as well. Um, And a lot of the answers require a lot of money uh, and a lot of sort of visionary ideas about how we should be as a community. One of the panelists, uh, Dr. Ali Modares, who's at the UW Tacoma, said that um, one of the problems is is that we segregate ourselves on so many ways, but one of the ways we do it is on aging. And it happens kind of naturally. You know, young couples move into a home in a neighborhood where other young couples are. They stay there. They age, eventually the kids are all gone, and it's just sort of a land of houses filled with uh, one or two older people. And frankly, the neighborhood I live in kind of reflects that. Um, and uh, Dr. Madaris was saying, you know, what is really healthy is when you have everyone living together, when you have old and young, because the needs of the young and the needs of the old are often the same. Um, so he has all kinds of ideas, but a lot of that is stuff that will happen in the future. And one of the things we can talk about is things we can do right now. So I'm really happy to be joined by uh, Joy Stanford, who is with the Shared Housing Network, and Ken Miller, who always been a local housing advocate but has now a company called, do you call it DADU Homes or DADU Homes? DADU Homes. Okay, excellent. So, Joy, tell us first about the Shared Housing Services. What are the things you do and what are the things that your program can do for people who are in need of housing and people who maybe have a house and some space that they could share?
2: So as a community outreach person, I'm fairly new. Mm -hmm. Um, Been there just a little less than a year. But what we do, we've been around for 31 years. We match people with a room, so a home provider, with a person who needs a room, the home seeker. And we match that by criteria. So we're asking a lot of questions. We're trying to match folks who would be somewhat compatible mm-hmm. with each other. And we're using existing units that someone has a room they need Um maybe a little extra income, Mm -hmm. that senior, that person who's trying to age in place and stay in their home. Yeah. That is the best way. You have an empty room or two um, and you want to be able to afford your prescription drugs. You want to buy that new water heater. These are just examples of folks that have come to us and why they do it.
0: So give me an example of what would be either your typical or your ideal person who has some extra space in their home and maybe some needs. So a... I would say a typical, I think all of our home providers are ideal because they
2: have an empty room. Okay. So our um, typical is just someone who has one or two bedrooms available. Mm-hmm. They're looking for rents anywhere between 550, 500-550 up to about 650, $700 mm-hmm. a month. Um, everybody is their own person. You are sharing common space, but you have your own private space as in a bedroom. You may or may not be sharing a bathroom Mm -hmm. with someone. Generally speaking, a lot of our home providers, they're in the master with the master ensuite, and they have a room or two that's available with a bathroom in between. And so that's what that home seeker would be
0: renting, one of those rooms. And what makes for a good matchup with uh, someone who's looking for a place to live and someone who has the extra space? I
2: think it's just anyone who is open to this type of idea Mm -hmm. and who can be flexible and give grace around someone else who may or may not have lived with someone in the last 5, 10, 15 years. Because a lot of times it may be that widower um, or widow who's wanting someone to share space with them. Um, Of late, we've had a couple of home providers who have stepped up and said, hey, I'd love to give a single mom Mm. space with one child. Mm -hmm. Very hard for us to house uh, a parent with multiple children or a couple with multiple children. But a single mom or single dad with one child, We can try to make that happen. Um, um, We've also had folks that have stepped up and said, I'd like to give someone a second chance. So formerly incarcerated. Wow. Um, Things like that. Yeah. Um, Situations like that. But most of our matches are just, it's a senior who has an empty room or it's just a— working person mm-hmm. who has a, a room or two that's available and they're willing to rent to a senior who might be on fixed income. Okay. They'll will be willing to rent to a student who has limited income or a veteran who they know has income mm-hmm. but, you know, needs a room. So our matches are all over. Okay. so
0: For your yeah. seniors, when they uh, have a room uh, to share, uh, do they also hope that someone can come in and maybe do a little help them out around the house? Sometimes
2: we do. We mm-hmm. do not do um, daily act, act, uh, living activities. Mm-hmm. So we do not dress you or take you to the bathroom or anything right. like that because we're not we don't hire or we don't have people who are caregivers. Right. That's specialized. Certified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we do have those situations where um, a senior says hey and I, if that person would be more than happy to take me to the grocery store or take right. me to a doctor's appointment or take the garbage out because it's you know a half a mile down the gravel driveway. Mm. That would be really awesome. And so sometimes those home share agreements are put together with that in mind. And sometimes we've had folks who said, I will take $50, $100 off the rent for that extra help. But we don't, it's not a caregiver situation where you're actually, you know, helping them all
0: day, every Mm -hmm.
2: day. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, the great thing about um, our program is we do the background checks. Everybody gets background check. Okay. The home provider, the home seeker. It's twenty five dollars. That's the best thing going. In yeah, town. you can't get in no. less than No, and that. a lot of times we've had those stories where people come to us and they're like, "I rented a room and it was someone off Craigslist." Right. Not to disparage Craigslist, but you don't know who you're getting and you haven't run a background check. Right. Whereas our our um, agency, we run the background right. check on everybody. So
0: how many? Um, shared home situations do you have right now how many people are engaged um, in the program we matched close to
2: we almost made our our goal this past year so we matched close to 70 oh, that's pretty good that's really good um, but we've still got a lot of seekers and mm-hmm. um, since we were on Q13 and we were in the front page of the news uh, Times Tribune um, we've had more folks calling great. Asking, can I be a home provider? And here's what I have. Um, And we've got so many things that we're juggling right now. Um, Department of Corrections we're trying to partner with. So folks that are getting out, formerly incarcerated folks that are getting out can get on their feet. They've got that housing. Now all they have to do is get training to get a job. And to get back into life. And that's that's what we want. Um, We're trying to partner with the uh, Tacoma Housing Authority for students. Mm -hmm. So we've had some home providers that have called and said, hey, I'd love to house students. We're trying to work with the veterans so that we've got folks calling us saying, I've got a five-bedroom house for veterans. Can you help me fill it? And so we are just—we are trying to get as many folks as we can before they get to living in their car. Right pitching a tent, sleeping in somebody's business doorway. Mm -hmm. We're trying to catch those people. Um, A lot of times people think that we are housing the chronically homeless, and we're not. We're housing... I would say working poor sometimes, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's just working people, people who have two and three jobs. I mean, I think someone said, what was the highest rate at the thing? Retail and food and hospitality. Right. So
0: our largest um, percentage of employment are in uh, retail and and food industry, neither of which pays particularly high wages. So they
2: have two and three jobs. Guess where they come? Yeah. They come to Shared Housing Services because they're like, I can afford to rent a room until I get myself right. up, to, up to par to be able to say, I can get my
0: own place. right so. so how does someone, let's say, take for someone who has some space to share, how do they get in touch with you?
2: So what you just need to do is go into SharedHousingServices.org. Put in an application, both either if you're a home provider or a home seeker, the applications are there. You fill that out. Once you hit submit, a confirmation email is sent to you. What happens is you will get another email sent to you that says, please come into our office and do the background check because you Mm -hmm. must do that in person. Okay. Bring your $25, all the documentation that we're asking for. Once that is done, what happens is we run that background check. It comes back clean. You come in for an interview with our coordinator. She's just doing that extra bit of asking questions about, what kind of lifestyle you have as far as are you an early riser right. do you like loud music do you have four cats yeah do you, it's like are you allergic to animals right. so sometimes that happens
0: well speaking so. about pets can do you place people who have pets in sure, houses sure we have too? home
2: providers that are okay with pets okay that's good um, cuz i know that can be tough yeah my coworker always says there's a match for everybody oh that's there nice. really is All right. i mean we've had some difficult people like who have two and three pets and we've tried to place them so it takes a little longer in those situations, but yeah. we can do
0: it. Okay. Absolutely. So sharedhousingservices.org. Services mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. And yeah. I'll ask you more about that. But, Ken, moving on from the shared housing situation to sort of a different type of shared housing, tell us about um, DADUs and ADUs, which is <laughs> uh, detached accessory dwelling units yes. and accessory dwelling units. What are they? And, and I'd love to know a little bit how you got into this.
3: Uh, Well, thanks for the opportunity to talk about it. Joy to be here with you. (laughs) Uh, Before I do, may Mm -hmm. I editorialize? Please. So sometimes we get trapped by our language. Mm -hmm. And as I was driving over to the studio, it occurred to me that with every breath we take, we're aging. Mm. All of us. All of us. And in a broad sense, we're talking about how we can empower everybody. To live where and how they want. hmm Exactly. Uh, so, uh, that's – thank you for letting me share that, that thought. Um, I feel like I'm aging more rapidly than some other people perhaps. Well, but.
0: some days are
3: much more aging <coughs> than others. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, the most um, jurisdictions in Pierce County and many in the state of Washington – allow uh, accessory dwelling units, Mm -hmm. whether they are part of the main house or detached from the main house. The rules vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. We so far are doing most of our work in the city of Tacoma, Mm -hmm. and so I'm most familiar with those rules. the difference between a DADU and a so-called tiny home mm-hmm. is that our, a DADU is on a, a foundation.
4: Oh, okay. In our
3: case, uh, a, pay, uh, a slab on grade. Uh-huh. Uh, a tiny home typically is mobile. It's meant to be. That makes sense. There's nothing worse or better about it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't meet the regulations. Um Our units in size are – start out uh, at a studio Mm -hmm. at about 350 square feet and sells for about Mm $110,000. goes up to a bungalow with two bedrooms and a full bath, uh, full kitchen and living room. It sells for about $150,000 and then a carriage house which is living space, two bedrooms and a bath – over a two-car garage. Okay. Uh, that's about $185,000. The benefits are sort of obvious, I think. Um, you get to capitalize on land and a utility system that's already been paid for.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: and those price points tend to be more accessible, people than a freestanding house. Mm -hmm. We see lots of people building these, either for extended family, Mm -hmm. perhaps an aging parent, or uh, an adult child or sibling who has special needs. Alternatively, people use them as rental income. Mm -hmm. And that may be where they can be most helpful in terms of uh, people aging in place, whatever right. that means, um, there are, for example, about three thousand houses in Tacoma owned by low-income seniors. Okay, out of about roughly fifty thousand houses across the city, hmm. so those each of those houses has a backyard, right? And most of those backyards could accommodate. Um, A second living unit Mm -hmm. and generate rental income or care, a caregiver, uh, for the person in the main house. Mm -hmm. We've talked to people who actually plan to build a DADU, live in it themselves, Mm -hmm. and rent out the main house. Right. They get to keep their garden, stay in the neighborhood. So it's it's a pretty versatile – pretty flexible way to provide housing at a somewhat more affordable level.
0: Yes. One of the things that I really liked when Tacoma expand – as I think they did expand their – I don't know if it was zoning or or, um, regulations to allow more varieties of these accessory dwelling units. I thought it was brilliant. Um, It may not solve our housing crisis, but it was a way that you could imagine – a thousand houses with a thousand people suddenly deciding, "I'm going to add that to my yard." I mean, how else could you add a thousand units of housing right. within, let's say, a six month to ten month period? I, you couldn't do it otherwise.
3: I agree. The Tacoma City Council and the staff and the Planning Commission really worked hard to to try to get this right, mm-hmm. um, and they took some chances. They're taking some chances that it won't disrupt neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about it as a way to gently densify the city. Mm-hmm. We need to densify the city to protect farmland and wilderness, yep. right? But at the same time, we want to preserve the single-family character of many of our neighborhoods. This is a way to, to do that. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh,
3: one of the very progressive things in my mind that the city council – did was to allow for two rental units on the same parcel. Mm -hmm. So the owner does not need to live on site. Oh, that's interesting. If you, Joy, in the city of Tacoma, have a house that's for rent, you can also build a DADU and rent it as well. Uh, And so all of a sudden, we can increase the available rental stock dramatically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh,
0: are there any types of special financing assistance that would help people who want to do this? I'm thinking, if there are three thousand low-income senior homeowners in Tacoma, they may not have the wherewithal to invest in a, you know, hundred to one hundred and
3: fifty thousand dollar dwelling unit. That's interesting. They may well have equity in their home. True. Very true. That could. Collateralize, uh, DADU. Mm-hmm. Whether they want to use it for this purpose is another another mm-hmm. matter. I think about my my mother, who's since passed away. Um, once her house was paid off, she was going to take absolutely no chance right. that anybody would ever come knocking. Um, that said. There are some tools available that are interesting for for elders. Um, One is called a home equity conversion mortgage. It's backed by uh, the Federal Housing and Urban Development Department, and it allows a homeowner to convert the equity in their home into a loan at prevailing interest rates, but the loan doesn't have to be paid back until ownership of the home changes. Oh, that's interesting. Either because it's sold or because the owner passes away. Mm -hmm. And one can take the proceeds as a lump sum, as a line of credit, as a monthly draw, or a combination. Is that similar to a reverse mortgage? It is a reverse. It's it's an upgraded type of reverse mortgage. There is no, I think that phrases adverse possession, uh-huh. which was a fear in old reverse mortgages that yeah. they'd come and kick you out and take it away. Right. There's, there's no concern about that in, in this particular model. And HUD guarantees to the lender, the bank, that they won't be underwater. Oh, okay. So it makes it a little easier for lenders to go ahead and do this. Um, so, that's that's one way mm-hmm. um, for uh, an elder homeowner who has equity to grab grab cash for home improvement mm-hmm. or for a DADU. Mm-hmm. Credit's not an issue. Um, just income's not an issue. Just have to be over, I can't remember the age, 62 perhaps, mm-hmm. and have enough equity to be worth it.
0: Hmm. Do you – has your company or do you know of any others that are partnering with um, either financial institutions or senior programs to get that information out to people? It just seems like this is really valuable information, but I don't know how
3: widely it's known. Well, there are mortgage brokers who specialize in that kind of mortgage, Mm -hmm. Um, and so they try to let people know. Um, We don't do that. Um, we have lenders that we refer people to, mm-hmm. though we don't have any financial arrangement that we don't get points or anything. Right. Um, so I'm not sure how to make that information available. Yeah, um, we the city of Tacoma is at work right now on a variety of steps to promote DADUs Mm -hmm. as well as some of their other housing innovations to make sure people understand what the opportunities are. So I think we'll be seeing more as the council and the planning department um, ramp up their public information efforts.
0: Okay. How many units have you um,
3: been able to develop in Tacoma since you started your company? Um, I think our total is one. We're a, star- we're a startup. <laughs> well, I know you're actually a no, fairly recent yes, uh, a, company. Yes, we're a new company, and we spent a fair amount of time trying to make sure we knew what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just finished one here in the North End. We have four others that just came out of permitting, uh, and we we hope this year to get about 25 completed, oh, a couple a month. The It's a pretty quick process. If you call Evelyn, we could mm-hmm. assess your site in about two weeks.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Have your permit application ready to go. In the city of Tacoma, they're turning them around in about a month, which is pretty good. Is that good for it, it, that it, time it, of permitting? It, yeah, it is good, as long as we don't screw something up. Right. Uh, and then once we have the permit, we can we can be done in ninety days. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Building. App everything. Wow. Yeah well the, the walls and roof trusses are are built in a factory oh. and they show up on a truck and then we mount them so we're pouring concrete while they're in a factory cutting and nailing that saves a lot of time mm-hmm. um, the homeowner can specify all kinds of stuff like countertops and floors
4: mm-hmm.
3: the the folks on the on the build that we just completed decided they wanted an office and a big bedroom uh-huh. instead of two regular bedrooms. Mm-hmm. It's easy to do, as long as you stay within the basic box.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, we can make all kinds of changes. Very it's pretty fun.
0: That sounds great. That sounds really fun. Well, I'll come calling. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. I actually, I mean, I think at some point we will because we're in a you know house with a very big yard. And um, just the two of us, so I think at some point we may be looking doing something. Because who wants to do yard work? Well, it's a very big yard that when the we're dogs. When tired. <laughs> exactly that the dogs are sort of torn to pieces. The return on invet-
3: the return on investment um, for rental income yeah. anywhere in Pierce County for a DADU is very good.
0: Well, I had tur- we talked to I talked to Anders Ibsen a couple months ago about this too, and we were we were sort of joking along the lines of how to ruin a neighborhood. You know, and uh, some people have had complaints or worries about having more um, housing units in the yards. Will it increase traffic? Will it have parking problems? None of which we've seen. And Anders said that he has a lot of people coming to him as a realtor asking for these units, additional houses, yeah. uh, both for the possible rental income and also so that they may have an option for either a family member or something. So he said it's actually a real selling item
3: for housing if you have this on your property. That's what I hear, too. And appraisers have learned to put a value on these not based on comps, which is the traditional appraisal method, mm-hmm. but rather on the projected income stream. So you treat it as a rental property, and you calculate vacancies and operating costs and all that, and you get a an appraised value. Yeah. What, are, what are the
2: rents, though? When you're talking about rent, because I, I know what people can afford who come to our sure. program. Right. But... If that was, what I see, what I envision is, you've got twenty five people who now have um, DADUs on their property. They're going to need people who are looking to rent those. That's right. Why I don't see why they wouldn't say, "Hey, shared housing. Do you know someone who might?" But my my first question would be, "What are you renting that for?"
3: Well, and that varies by location. Okay. Um, HUD each year issues uh, what they call small area. Fair median rents, and so by zip code we can see what the 40th percentile rent should be. If we figure that a hundred thousand dollar loan costs about six hundred bucks a month to service, mm-hmm. just ballpark. So if you built a two bedroom DADU, you'd have a nine hundred dollar a month note. Okay, so now. You may have some utilities, some maintenance, insurance, taxes. So let's say you need to get to 1100 bucks a month to break even for a two-bedroom. That's affordable for a low-income person.
4: Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. you want
3: to put a couple of hundred bucks in your pocket? Okay, you raise the rent. But these can be affordable for low-income people.
0: Well, and I think that what's intriguing to me too is the idea of these um – you know, lower income seniors who own their homes,
4: mm-hmm.
0: you know, if there was a way to either assist them in figuring out how to do it or, you know, give them some assistance to do it, then I think what they're
3: going to find is they
0: may be more open to people who are from their communities
3: mm-hmm. moving in too. Absolutely. So maybe, could I make two notes? Please. The first is that we will work with any nonprofit or homeowner who commits to five years of affordable rental and we'll build without taking a fee. We'll just build at cost. Okay. Okay? Um, second, it is possible to identify all of those low-income elderly homeowners because they all have property tax exemptions. Ah. Yep. And so the public sector can ask the assessor-treasurer, give me a list, mm-hmm. and we can reach out. And I, I say we. Somebody could reach out
4: mm-hmm. and
3: inform those folks. About the opportunity.
0: What do you think, Joy? I think I, I can see a potential new line I'm of business like, for 90 shared housing. <laughs> days,
3: you're you're done in ninety
2: days. I mean, I just think that's phenomenal for a senior who's struggling but has this huge piece of property that yeah. could fit mm-hmm. a DADU, yeah. and then um, go about trying to just find somebody. And then there's that there's this thing about again that shared. I can move in a senior who's at my church. I can move in, you know, now we can cohabitate. Mm -hmm. Not in same space, but same property.
3: You're close, but not Not, too close. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that idea. We have 600-plus churches, religious organizations in Pierce County. Many of them have a lot of dirt. That's true.
0: A lot of space they may not be using. Very interesting. I'm thinking about a church that—
2: is allowing our Homeless Coalition, Housing mm-hmm. and Homeless Coalition, to meet in King Harbor. Yeah. And they've got property. Why? why I'm going to have to hook
3: you up. And some that. of them are very active. They're already yes. way ahead of the curve on this. But others might not think that, oh, I've got this parking lot or I've got this little yeah. grassy field.
0: Let's take a break here. And when we come back, I want to talk about You know, let's do some creative thinking of problem solving of things we could do for senior housing and housing in general.
1: This is Nate Bowling, Alaska Air MVP and host of the Nerd Farmer podcast. If there's something I like as much as shaping the minds of the next generation in the classroom, it's travel. I travel for work, I travel for fun, I travel just to show up somewhere different in the world for a few days. What I appreciate about Alaska Airlines is that for all that traveling, I earn a mile for every mile flown on Alaska. Not just points or what I spent, it's a true mileage plan in every sense of the word. And Alaska almost always flies directly where I want to go. From SeaTac, I can catch a flight to almost everywhere I want to be in North America without a transfer in Atlanta or Philly that delays me by hours. So if you want to add a leg to your trip, by all means, visit the travel sites. But if you want to fly direct and earn real miles while you do, then do what I do. Book at alaskaair.com. Thank you, Alaska, for your sponsorship of Channel 253.
0: Okay, we're back. Uh, before we get started on our creative discussions, just a plug for Channel 253, if you are not a member, membership is a mere $4 a month, and I'm, it's a heck of a deal. We're members. All right. Ken's members? I need to be a member. Joy, will, <laughs> we will give you like a voucher for uh, six months of membership. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, so do join, and let's. so let's be a little creative. So I don't have any agenda from this point on. What are some ideas that we can talk about that are housing related and senior housing related? I know that's like so big. Now you're going to look at me like we have no ideas. No, we do. We have lots of ideas. Um, so well, before, when we were break, on break, Joy, you were talking about a, a church that you're involved with in Gig Harbor. Yes. And now you're starting to think, you know, heck, maybe they have some land that could be used. Yes. Or some,
2: and I met with a church this morning who wanted to know more about our program, and they have a big piece of property. I'm like, what would it? Maybe the question is first, because I know in Port Orchard they were having a little pushback from community. What is the pushback of the DADUs Mm -hmm. for communities, and what's the positive that can be said about it instead of just focusing on what negative?
3: Well, I can relate the experience in Tacoma. There are people in several different neighborhoods who were concerned that DADUs would bring renters Mm. into formerly owner-occupied neighborhoods. And it's very true. They do bring renters in. Now, in Tacoma, it turns out that about half of our renters are people of color. Mm-hmm. which is an interesting coincidence. Um, so some of the resistance has to do with letting the other come into our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we'll set that aside because that's probably a rare instance. Other kinds of concerns had to do with parking
4: yeah, Evelyn, yes. as you
3: mentioned. Um, and really the idea that there's no control – over these people in the backyard. They might party Mm -hmm. really loud, whereas if it's an owner-occupant, we can talk to them owner to owner. Yeah. So far, I mean, those are legitimate concerns, particularly for people who have enjoyed a traditional neighborhood and who are a little nervous about change. So, I think at least in Tacoma, the regulations are pretty rigorous. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sort of hard to screw things up um, between the existing um, neighborhood laws, the ability to call the police, for example, for a loud party, um, and, and just the education that's gone on. We'll see. If there are problems, we'll have to deal with them. On the plus side, first we talked about density. If we care about farm fresh food, if we care about wilderness, then we have to have dense cities. Now I don't know Port Orchard very well. Tacoma is a city. Mm-hmm. Tacoma can't act like a suburb or a small town. If you now, this is me editorializing. No, that's okay? fine. I'm with but you. But if you Want to live in a suburb or a small town? Good for you. Go find one. Mm-hmm. This is a city. Mm-hmm. It's got the infrastructure costs of a city. It has the legal responsibilities to, to take population growth like a city. And that means we have to find ways to densify it. Now, you can have a giant apartment building on every corner, and that's fine. hmm There are some lovely apartment buildings. Or you can have more of a mosaic approach in which you combine apartment buildings with innovations like small cottages in backyards. And that's the path Tacoma has chosen, to have many ways to densify Mm -hmm. instead of insisting that everybody live in an eight-story building.
0: One of the things that was said at the forum today by uh, um, sort of um – Advocate uh, outreach person, Adrienne Wilson, uh, she had commented that in her housing situation, which had been quite dire at one point, she's in pretty stable housing now, but she said one of the reasons it works is simply because she has two adult children who live with her also. Hmm. So she has their incomes as well, and that's what makes the difference. And what struck me about that is that is another solution, and it's one we don't talk about a whole lot, and that is that you have multigenerational Housing, yep. And I think that that's well-suited to the um, ADU or DADU situation. And it's also well-suited to the shared housing yes. type approach. And that yes. is that, you know, and, and it would be, I think, healthy for our communities if we had the grandparents and the parents and the grandchildren living together and helping each other. Um, and it's a, certainly worldwide far more the standard for how people live than it has been for our country.
3: There's all kinds of benefits to that. Loneliness. Mm-hmm. Isolation. Mm-hmm. Is, is a terrible factor in people's lives, not Absolutely. just old people, but mm-hmm. in many people's lives. And it has health care implications. Yes. yes. Uh, there are ways we can do lots of good by packing people into our neighborhoods in a civilized way, mm-hmm. not talking about. I mean, I I was born in Brooklyn, New York, so that's packing. Right. I understand that.
0: That's dense housing. That's really
3: dense housing. But that's So that's not what we're talking about. But still, um, we don't all need to be on 6,000 square feet of grass Mm -hmm. and 2,000 square feet of house. And as we age, do we want to be? Exactly. Because
2: I personally, at 55, do not want a 3,000 square foot home. I never did. And my 16, I think my... It's called a condo upstairs downstairs um, is just at sixteen fifty, I think or sixteen seventy five, mm-hmm. which is almost too big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said when I started talking about finding a house, I just need a two bedroom two bath, fifteen hundred square feet. I really don't need a family room. My kids are grown and gone. Mm-hmm. But a two-bedroom, two-bath with both the bedrooms being on opposite sides of the house <laughs> would be perfect for me. That would do it. But if you think about it, isn't that what seniors are looking for? People can come visit. Mm-hmm. The exactly. family can come visit. Right. We've got this great open concept, open space for holidays, Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. Christmas, where the family can come and enjoy each other. But then I can go back to my small twelve to 1,500-square-foot home all by myself. So um, I think that, but
3: developers are not building that. Not yet. Not around here, at least. No. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we may see it. Part of it has to do with regulation um, in terms of the size of a lot um, and that – there is pushback against allowing for smaller lots. The same kind of pushback that we saw about DADUs. Uh, you know, I'm I'm going to go ahead and um, and call out uh, a colleague, Pam Duncan, at the Metropolitan Development Council.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Pam is finding ways to build affordable units for ownership by low-income people. Really, yeah.
0: ownership is a really big difference. There is a yes. very big yes.
3: difference, and depending on who you're talking about, it can change the arc of people's lives for generations. Exactly. So that's she's looking for leverage. She's looking for ways to drive down cost of construction and to make units like a, like we're talking about a 900 square feet, two bedrooms, available at under two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Um, it can be affordable if you're at like the 75th percentile area median income. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it doesn't all have to be expensive. Now, may I go on? Please. So an organization like the Tacoma Housing Authority, which demonstrably one of the very best housing authorities in the country, um, led and staffed by some great people they build at scale they tend to build big complexes mm-hmm. salishans an example mm-hmm. right they don't have a choice but to go out and get things like low income tax credits mm-hmm. and public money and they use it wisely they so this is not in any way a criticism of how they spend the money mm-hmm. But it's expensive to build that way. Yes, mm-hmm. It costs almost In twice as much for Tacoma Housing Authority to build a unit as it would for any one of the three of us using conventional financing. Mm. Yeah? Part of that is how they have to manage and report the money. Mm-hmm. Part of it is the rules and regulations they have to comply with on the job site. So instead of 100 and a quarter for an apartment – it's two hundred and fifty, and now we need to subsidize it right. in order to have a low-income pe- person be able to afford it. Right. And that's the flow of often federal public money exactly. that, that just hasn't kept pace. Exactly. Yeah. So I know that people at ha- the Housing Authority, for example, are trying to be creative about how to get private financing, traditional business financing more in play in affordable housing. hmm I think that's the ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, public dollars are very expensive. Yeah
0: One of the things that, it st- that struck me when we started talking about these forums and the focus on aging and the fact that we will have an aging community as you know, a- after 2030, but as you say, we're all aging every day anyway, is, you know, is there some marketing opportunity there? I mean, if Tacoma could be seen as the place, you know you got to reti- you know want to retire want to sell your condo in Seattle that's worth 3 million come to Tacoma look at our beautiful parks our amazing waterfront affordable housing and a community that values you i mean is there something that tacoma could do here that would maybe say we're the place that you want to come if you are downsizing. I think it's investing
2: in the smaller agencies like ours or the DADUs. It's like invest in who we are, what we're doing, Mm -hmm. and help us to spread the word. I mean, Shared Housing Services has been around for 31 years and I have Hmm. people still telling me, I've never heard of you. You know, What do you do? I I met with a lady this morning. She's like, I've never even heard of this. This is the most absolute best thing I've heard in a month. And I was like, We've been around thirty-one years. Yeah, so it's like, hey, bring us on board. Help us because we don't have the dollars right. to do advertising. It's me. Mm-hmm. It's me. It's it's my coworkers. It's my um, executive director that mm-hmm. we're always just out there talking about it. And you have a family member. What? Hey, have you had them call Shared Housing Services? We're now bringing forward some forums. We started with forums this year. That was our goal for 2020. Mm-hmm. We're going to do forums in all the different neighborhoods in Pierce County to um, in educate our communities on shared housing. Mm-hmm. Same with the DADUs. I think it's huh. like now yeah. if we had a city that was backing us, mm-hmm. just imagine if we could have just one giant forum that had all these different nice. um, options for people before
3: they become homeless, before mm-hmm. they sleep in the
2: car. Again, that's what we need.
3: We need that backing. We Put need that house. extra Well, we do, I'm sorry, Joy. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's okay. We do have the Affordable Housing Consortium. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, you're a part of it, I think. Um, Mark goes to it. Or, uh, your organization. Uh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so that's a place where lots of organizations mm-hmm. gather to try to speak with one voice in terms of policy mm-hmm. and to try to make information available to people. But mm-hmm. I agree, more vigorous, the better. Yeah. yeah. May I circle back Please. So, to the point you made, mm-hmm. Evelyn? You know, I would love it if we sent out a, a welcome, uh, come to Tacoma message to uh, aging people. But I'd also love it if we sent it out to 25 Uh, year old electrical engineers, Mm. right, who could come here and start businesses and help build the economy of our community. So I would would twist your hypothesis just a bit and say, what if we, what if Tacoma was the affordable living capital of the West Coast? What if this was the most affordable city on the West Coast? That would be amazing. It would be awesome. And so then, how far are we? I don't know. I don't know the data. But but in theory, we could plot a path from where we are today to where we'd like to be because we really are in competition with all these other metro areas. Mm, Yes. For talent, for people of means who might Mm want to retire here, to your point, Evelyn. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just occurred to me that I mean, I think uh, a population of seniors has some particular needs, but they also tend to have a pretty secure income stream and they tend to be pretty low users of a lot of other, you know, public amenities that cost money.
3: Except healthcare, but yeah. Except,
0: yeah, except yeah. for health care and probably, you know, your fire and safety. Yeah. But they're not high users of the police system. They're not high users yeah. of a lot of other things. No, they
3: would invest here. They would buy mm-hmm. things here.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think it's also important that the city or the county be attractive, and I think Pierce County is. I mean, not all the rural areas have, and we talked about this at the the forum, forum, Mm -hmm. was that um, some of the rural areas don't have the services that aging in place um, folks would need. But how about we bring that to them? How about we go to them? Um, I'm with a group of people through... um, Uh, Sherry Coleman, where we're bringing a mobile resource fair to Key Peninsula, to Buckley, Mm -hmm. to but it's a lot of agencies working together to bring those services one day a quarter to folks that are out in those rural areas. So you have to remember when we were talking about at the forum, it's Mm -hmm. like we need the services, we need the walkable sidewalks, we need um, an active lifestyle. Um, A lot of seniors don't want to go to the senior center but make the senior center more attractive then you're going to bring those active activities for folks that might be a little younger sure. 55 to 65 sure. and still able bodied and mm-hmm. still being able but also bringing services and activities for those folks who are aging 70 80 90 years old we're living a little longer mm-hmm. these days and so folks we've got a we've got, I think we have a 91 year old um, home provider yeah. in our program that oh, very yeah good. so I'm like, th- these are things we have to think about when we're talking about mm-hmm. aging in place and making sure that we've got everything that we need to make it attractive for folks to come here and live out the rest of their mm-hmm. life here yeah. and make it affordable for our youth, too. Yeah, I mean, it's really important. And the one thing that Adrian had spoke to was you have to go through coordinated entry. And I want to make a point that with our agency, Shared Housing Services, you do not need to go through coordinated entry. So that we is a real a a standalone, yeah, nonprofit agency yeah. that you go on our website and you start the process. There's nothing else that you need to do. Now, our youth program, our youth host home program, mm-hmm. you do need to go through coordinated entries okay. because those are dollars that we have to use specifically in a certain way. Now,
0: if someone who's a youth just fills out an application, sends it to you, will you then help them understand what process they need to go through to if get If they're access? in that situation. But yeah. a lot of times our students are just college students who have two jobs.
2: sure. And they're fine. They can be in our adult home sharing program. Yeah. But sometimes that we had to have youth that are a little younger that, nope, you need to go through the youth okay. host home program. So I wanted to make that point.
3: Good. So yeah. Is that for – is coordinated entry for people who are homeless? Yes. yes. Okay.
2: Yeah. And we – again, that myth is that shared housing services has been housing chronically homeless very rarely. It's the working folks. It's the people who are about to be mm. homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the folks that – that are coming to us mm-hmm. before they get there, um, and that we're reaching out to before they get there, or someone's guiding them to us before they get there. So, and I think that's again just educating the public with our forums. We got one coming up on March fourth at Where's the that? Summit Library, okay, um, from two thirty to four thirty. And so that's really important that people know that we've got these forums coming up. Come out, bring the community out. I just spoke to a church this morning in the Summit area. I said, please, bring as many church members as you can mm-hmm. so that folks can get educated. That helps us build our number of home providers that we have. Mm-hmm. Because, as you know, we've always got more seekers okay. than we do home providers. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a, 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 a catch-22. It's like we've got 100 seekers, but we've got
3: 22 home providers. Mm-hmm. You know, so. so, Joy, if your organization bought a five-bedroom house— In theory, you could fill it with people whose rent could service the debt. Possibly. But then we become property management and we don't have staff for that. Okay, It's not like that idea has not been floated. (laughs) So in Olympia, there's an organization. Yes. And they don't provide services, but rather they own, I think, as many as 50 Really? Properties is that homes first. Yes, yes. And and they contract then with service providers of all kinds to place people in financially sensible ways. Hmm. I've told her she needs to move here. Well, but we <laughs> bring could, the agency here. <laughs> she's they are they are great. They they do a super job. They are well established. There's no reason why an entity in Pierce County couldn't use that same model. Mm-hmm. True. We've got plenty of organizations like shared housing services that could bring people to fill the units.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: We just have to have those units and have somebody else be the property exactly. manager. Somebody yeah. who's got a banking yes. relationship. Yes. Yeah. Um it seems very very doable. Yeah. We're just too tiny. That's what we uh, understood. No, yeah. no, I no, understood. I, yeah. But
0: it's an but that's an intriguing it's, idea. Yes.
2: Very absolutely, intriguing. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. In yeah. I don't know if there's money to be made. I don't know if one could do it on a on a business basis, but certainly on a nonprofit basis. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's how they do it. So, yeah, they're a nonprofit. Um, and they definitely. have housed a lot of folks oh, out there at Thurston yes. County. I, I've seen her presentation um, at the Tacoma Pierce County uh, Homeless Coalition yes. meetings on Fridays. And yeah. so I've seen that presentation, and it's pretty phenomenal. I mean, we were all sitting there with our mouths
3: open. So like, Trudy what? Sukup, is that her name? I believe so, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, close up here. Can um, any final thoughts you want to share and give us your contact info for DADU Homes?
3: I'm happy to do that, and thanks again, Owen, for including us in this conversation. Um, final thoughts? I would just keep looking to the private sector as a source of solutions. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that the nonprofit sector and government don't do great things. They do. But they can't do everything. Mm -hmm. And we sometimes ask too much of the – particularly the public sector. Um, So that's my – last sermon for the day. Hmm. Um, We'd welcome hearing from people. You can find us online at daduhomes.com. There's a place to just say, call me, and and we will.
0: Okay, excellent. And Joy, any final thoughts? And a shout-out again to how people can contact you.
2: Yes, Shared Housing Services. We're right here in Tacoma on the hilltop, 901 South 11th Street, we're a nonprofit that um, matches people up to share affordable housing because we know one room can change two lives. Hmm. And our forums are going to be through the month of March, March 4th, March 18th, and March 25th in different communities. would love to see everybody there. And if you haven't donated for the year, um, we're a nonprofit agency that that's how we work on donations. We take no city, county, Federal funds. It's all done by donation and grants. So um, please feel free to um, reach out to us okay. and donate to us. Thank you. And
0: shared sir, shared, shared housing, housing services, services. Dot org. Correct. Okay. All right. Well, thank you both. This has been really it's wonderful. Interesting. Thank, thank
3: you. you. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Channel two five three is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. The Crossing Division podcast is part of the Channel 253 network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Citizen Tacoma, Founders B Team, We Art Tacoma, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.